Okay, let's do the 13th letter tonight. It happens to be, I, I was reading ahead that there's something really beautiful here that I think is very timely in terms of the situation that's going on in terms of, you know, worldwide, uh, not exactly best relationship right now in terms of what the world thinks of the Jewish people. But not that that's really so new, but it comes to the forefront. And, you know, anytime these crises occur, it always comes to the forefront. But there's something very important and very pertinent that he's going to suggest that is related to this idea. So what he's talking now about is the edot. Edot literally means the testimonials. Okay, so there's a category of mitzvot that are considered to be edot. What are these edot? What does this mean? In order to act at your life in justice and love, a one-time acknowledgement of the basic truths of life is not sufficient. Right? If you had a one-time acknowledgement, well, what would happen is we are humans, we are part of this world, and after a while, it becomes completely done with. Right? That one-time acknowledgement is no longer part of our daily lives. So what we're going to need to do is, as he will explain, we're going to need to have these constant reminders of different truths through symbolic actions. Okay? Also, your task as Yisrael messenger to mankind, bearer of the teachings about God and the mission of humanity, is not accomplished merely by building your life upon these basic truths. To attain these goals, you must imprint the fundamental ideas of life and their implications upon the soul over and over again by putting them into words as well as by symbolic actions. In this way, you forever preserve them for yourself as well as for others. Now, I want to put something out that's an important distinction. Yisrael is actually one of the names of Yaakov, right? We know that Yaakov, Jacob, right? The third one of our forefathers, one of his names was Yisrael, right? When did that happen? At the time that he fought with the angel. After having fought with the angel, the angel said, from now on, your name shall be Yisrael. Now, fascinatingly enough, as we read through the Torah, oftentimes we find Yaakov and Yisrael being used seemingly interchangeably. Rav Hirsch is going to go with the angle that Rabbeinu Bachya, I think, I think he is the, the one who started this idea, who was a commentator in the uh, 1100s, I, uh, sorry, 1300s, okay? The idea goes like this. When the Jewish people are operating at the apex of their productive ability and they are fulfilling their mission, then we are referred to as Yisrael. That is Yaakov on an elevated level, right? That's Yaakov teaching the world the mission. But when we are not, we are only Yaakov, which is the original name, which is the one who's grasping at the heel, who's not fulfilling his mission properly. So when we, the Jewish people as a whole, are not fulfilling our mission properly, the way that we would be described is as Yaakov. But when we are fulfilling our mission properly, we would be described as Yisrael. As I said, the hint to this is in the Torah, where time and time again, we find Yaakov being described one way or the other, depending on what's going on. So the entire time period, for example, that Yosef, Joseph, his son, is, has been kidnapped and is missing for the 22-year time period, Yaakov is never described as Yisrael, because he is not on a high level. What does that mean? The Midrash explains he is not able to experience prophecy. Because he is so sad about his son's loss, he is not able to connect with God on a high level. Therefore, he is always called Yaakov and not Yisrael. Okay? Once we have that dichotomy in mind, then we can understand what Rav Hirsch is trying to express over here. When we talk about our task as Yisrael, which means our national mission to be the messenger to mankind, the bearer of the teachings about God and the mission of humanity, we cannot just say, okay, we believe in these truths. 
go further, right? You know, once a day, make a declaration. I believe in these truths. That's not enough. There have to be symbolic actions and symbolic uh, and symbolic practices and signs that will actually, through doing so, will imprint this and it will become part of who we are. The fundamental concepts are that God is the creator and Lord of the universe, that everything in it belongs to him, that man is its custodian, meant to act according to his will, and that Yisrael is the bearer of this doctrine about the function of mankind. Right? So initially, as we discussed previously in Reverse's writings, God wanted everybody to have the same mission. Everybody was going to be on exactly the same level. These were the ideas that were going to be expressed and that the people would have to actualize in their lives. It was not working properly. So God chose a special nation. And the special nation's role now is through their actions and through the actions that happen to them to illustrate this concept to the world that God runs the world and everything that happens is meant to happen according to his will. These ideas are concretized by the ordinances of Bechor, right? A firstborn male child needs to be redeemed. A firstborn, not just a, a human child, but a firstborn um, Donkey needs to be redeemed. There are different animals that need to be redeemed as well. The Torah tells us this when it is teaching us about the, in Parshat Bo, as we are leaving Egypt, the Torah tells us this mitzvah of redeeming of the firstborn. The chala, right? The chala, which is that each time we make dough, if the dough has a, a specific measure of uh, flour in it, right? Wheat flour, or it's not just wheat flour, but one of the types of uh, species that can become chametz, right? That can become, uh, you know, turn into leavened product, right? So any dough made from those products, if it has, you know, I think it's something like four plus pounds. My daughter is doing a project about this right now. I should go ask her. But it's something, a decent amount of flour in that dough. There's a mitzvah to take a small portion off and give it to the Kohen. Today, we no longer do that for different reasons. So instead, we burn that portion. Arla, the first three years of a fruit, the fruit that comes from the first three years of a fruit tree is not permitted to be eaten. Chadash. Chadash is that we're not allowed to eat our new grain before we bring a spe special offering on the second day of Passover. Shabbos. The ordinances of the Yovel, the Jubilee year, the Shemitah, sabbatical year, Truma, the heave offering, which we would give to the Kohen, the Bikurim, which the first time we could start bringing it is on Shavuot, which means the first ripe fruits will be brought up to Jerusalem in a very, very ceremonial procession with lots of pomp and circumstance. All of these different mitzvot are all meant to bring home the lesson and the idea, the fundamental idea. God is the creator. Everything in it belongs to him. The man is our, the custodian of the world, yes, but meant to act according to God's will. The latter four relating specifically to the soil of Eretz Yisrael. The last four mitzvot are specifically related to Eretz Yisrael. The idea that God is the creator and guardian of Israel's national body and national spirit is expressed by Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, and Shemini Atzeret. And that he is Yisrael's guardian in exile too, is expressed by Hanukkah and Purim. These are two, the two holidays that were only made up at a time period when we were no longer in a complete relationship with God and exile had already started. The first four, which are ordained by the Torah, these are all related to the fact that God chose us as his nation. God gave us the Torah and God took care of us in the desert. And not finally, last but not least, the fact that even in the holiday of Sukkot, in which all the nations of the world have a place, and all the nations of the world are supposed to be bringing offerings as well, or at least we bring offerings on their behalf in the temple. On the eighth day of Sukkot, it is a special day set aside just for us and God to commune together. 
The recognition that physical existence acquires meaning only through the spiritual and that freedom is attained only through law is demonstrated by Svirah, counting the days between Pesach and Shavuot. In other words, one might have thought, we left Egypt, we're free. We've been slaves for 210 years and now we are free. Fantastic, amazing. Not so simple, not so fast. We are not yet free until we have the law the law that gives the spiritual meaning to our physical existence. And that only happens once we spent that 49 days counting and then we go to Shavuot. The Taniyot, right, the fast days, remind us of the causes and purposes, purpose of the Galut, of the exile, and warn us against the transgressions that exile is apt to bring about. So, so far what he's been discussing is all the different mitzvah opportunities that are time bound. Every single mitzvah that he has discussed is only going to be relevant at a specific time period or for a set amount of time. If you plant a tree, three years from the time that the tree is planted, you have to take the fruits and dispose of them, right? So all of these mitzvot are related to a specific time period. And through this process of doing these mitzvot at these preordained times, you are imprinting on your soul. You're imprinting first through the physical action, but then through that physical action, imprinting on your soul, the ideas, these concepts, and by doing it at these periodic observances, we keep the flame burning bright the whole time, as opposed to saying, do it once in your lifetime, now you're good. No, it doesn't work like that in Judaism. We do these same actions again and again and again. But through doing it with this constant process and constant procedure, we help really make it part of our lives. Did not get up to the part that I really thought was pertinent, but tomorrow night, Bezrat Hashem, God willing, we will get up to that part that he's going to mention that is so, so relevant to what is happening today. You guys actually have the book. You can read ahead if you want. Uh, but if you don't, we will discuss it tomorrow night. Take care. Be well. Good night.